Hello friends, my name is Dave Miller. And I'm Niall Spain. And we're your fuck buddies. Circle message. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky sexy situations and turn them into hashtag sexy sticky situations, eggplant emoji, peach emoji, laughing, crying face emoji said. So I feel like he's trying to get me to listen to this fucking podcast and I got to pretend I'm into it. Uh, Okay, circle message. Um, Is that the show where you guys find either questions online or sent in through your lovely listeners and on the topics of sex and dating advice, eggplant emoji, sex emoji, vagina emoji, uh, then answer them and solve all the problems of modern dating, Uh, tongue face, Irish face, uh, big smile, small smile, medium smile, circle send. Oh, fuck. Guys, we got to cut. We have to cut. He sent an actual vagina emoji. There's, We can't show that on TV. This We're is Circle to... After Dark, Dane. <laughs> Imagine if there was just like one secret, just explicit vagina emoji. And you just had to say <laughs> the right word and, and the Circle would be like, all right, here's Damn a it. giant vagina. <laughs> Someone's hacked the system. Yeah, one player every week gets the power to send dick pics. Yeah, but you don't know it. They don't tell you. No, your dick pic gets sent without your consent. <laughs> uh, yeah, as you can probably tell, me and Dan have been watching The Circle. It's great fun. we got Circle Fever, baby. Circle Fever. I think about it all the time, being like, how would I play this game? Mm-hmm. I see, I would, I would be really tempted to play a catfish just because I think it'd be really fun. But mm-hmm. I think it's like the easiest way to fuck up. Well, I think you got to play a catfish, but also have a persona that fits with your own. Like, uh, you don't go like, oh, I'm super sporty and then know nothing about sports, right? You could still be a guy that's not sporty if you're not sporty yes. yourself, right? Or, like, I, I feel like I would play an old person. Okay. Because old people get, like, that that kind of, like, they get, like, a little bit of a pass, right? Get a little bit of gravitas, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you know, you're, you're cute. People aren't going to immediately be like, hey, fuck you, Jerome. You fucking piece of shit, 80-year-old man. If you make any mistakes, you can, you know, ham it up. You can send emojis that mean nothing, which, to be fair, I would be doing anyway because I have no idea. I read a whole article on the meaning of various colors of hearts and how you should not use different ones in different positions. Yes. It was, like, weirdly fucking in-depth, and I don't know any of that shit and didn't even retain any of it afterwards. Yeah, so, it was like, yellow is, I think, like, friend heart. Yeah, who fucking knows? They would be, like, I'd be on it, and they'd be, like, no, this guy's not 30. He's fucking 80. That's why they specifically say in the show, they're always like red heart emoji. Cause like, yeah, you sent the wrong heart and you're fucked. Yeah, no, I would be, I would be useless. So I'll just play someone that's as out of, out of touch as I am. So it's an old man. I think I, I think I would go in as myself, but play someone, not me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I would play. I don't think I would go the genuine route. But I don't know. I think I would be so. So you would just use your own image, but then not know the things you're claiming to know about? Yes. That sounds like awful. That sounds like you're basically doing nothing different. You're just making it harder for yourself. Yeah, baby. Hard mode. Circle plus. Just be like, oh, I have a sex and dating advice podcast. And like, he's a white guy. He has a podcast. This checks out. It's real. Yeah. Yeah. He's a guy in his 30s. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not catfishing. And no one like, would want that hell for themselves. <laughs> uh, should we kick? Speaking of podcasts, should we do this? <laughs> should we actually host our podcast? Yeah, let's it's do been it. four minutes of us talking about nothing but the circle, and for all we know, people don't even know what it is. So, if I'm sorry, if you're in the fucking pandemic and you don't know what the circle is, you fucked up. <laughs> it's like the Tiger King of reality TV shows. Yeah, exactly. Even though the Tiger, it wasn't a reality TV show; it was a documentary, right? Uh yes. So this question's interesting because we kind of had it before. Okay. But I feel like there's new significance given to it in this pandemic era. Sure. This is by Throw RAG. Should I, 19-year-old female, tell my boyfriend, 19-year-old male, that I sneeze when I'm horny? Ooh. So I have this weird condition where I sneeze when I'm aroused. Yeah, it's a real thing, unfortunately. Lots of things can trigger it. Dirty thoughts, seeing, experiencing something that turns me on, etc. I've never told anybody about this, because why would I? Anyway, so when I first started dating my boyfriend, he was my crush for the longest time. I kept sneezing like crazy. The last thing would trigger a ridiculous sneezing fit. I'd just blame it on my allergies. One time we were making out, and I sneezed on his face. Sad face. I still sneeze a lot around him, and a couple of weeks ago, he was very concerned and asked me if we should do anything about my allergies. He was Googling it and even bought me some nasal spray. I wanted to tell him the truth, but felt too awkward. I know it shouldn't be awkward now that we're in a relationship, but still feels like maybe I shouldn't do it. I feel like it's going to be weird. We've been together for three months. 
And before we get into this, I found out that it's the the scientific term for this. It's called honeymoon rhinitis or honeymooner's nose. And it's caused by the presence of erectile tissue in the nose, which become engorged during sexual arousal. Huh. So like when your body was building you, they were just like, oops. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what if I put a little bit of a dick in this guy's nose? Yeah, some some boner material just or some some clit material just, you know, it went somewhere else. And now it floods with blood when you get aroused and gets a little engorged and makes you sneeze. So there you go. That's some some education here. That's a real genetic mess there. It is. That's nowhere near your genitals usually. I wonder if size of no, like I wonder if they're just like, should we make this thing bigger? I feel <laughs> like it's I feel like it's not that big, guys. Should we should we make this bigger? Nah, well, fuck it. <laughs> I would love to know what other parts of your body can accidentally have erectile tissue in them. Like, is there like are there people who like I don't know, have a more powerful liver when they're horny? Yeah. Or or <laughs> a weaker liver. Even maybe a block, you know, like it's crazy. I don't know. That's that's my education for today, man. Now I'm going to think every time I'm going to like do a hard, like just body check. And every time I get horny and be like, all mm. right, what's what's acting up? Which one of you got a little bit of my dick? Because mm-hmm. I would love for you to add it to the rest of my dick. It's like the infinity stone where if you find all the erectile tissue around your body and like relocate it, you get a, a full gauntlet dick. You can literally snap your fingers and make everyone half the people of the universe come. Yeah, you do, do dick pop. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I feel like in a pandemic world, sneezing is frowned on a lot more than when we first got this question, which was, what, two years ago? I also wonder, is it the same person? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I can't remember if it was a, a lady or a dude. It was a lady. It was a lady? So maybe. It was. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, the thing is, is like, I think you're, this is you revealing your whole hand. Because at no point in time can you then sneeze anywhere without your boyfriend being like, oh, is that guy turning her on? Like, imagine if you're on like a Zoom call and your allergies are actually bothering you and you're sneezing up a fucking storm. He's going to automatically assume you're fucking getting horny. Mm-hmm. That that Zoom prof, he's going to think he's doing it for you. Well, I don't think I like I don't think the professor would know. No, I'm saying the boyfriend will think. Oh, OK, <laughs> you're like. Oh, no, you got to tell everyone. Yeah, if you're going to tell one person, you have to tell everyone. Yeah, it now has to be your your name on Facebook. I sneeze when I'm horny. You sneeze around your parents, it's going to be really awkward. Yeah, I think it's you're petting a dog and you're allergic to dogs and all of a sudden you're sneezing. He's going to be like, oh, she's into some weird shit. It could go one of two ways. Either he'll be super understanding and understand that there are times where you're going to sneeze and it doesn't mean anything. Or you save him the fucking neurosis of constantly guessing which kind of sneeze you're having on the flip side if you don't tell him he's going to constantly wonder what you're allergic to and presumably think it's him and like he's already kind and concerned about it so it's like that i think will be its own kind of neuroses where he's like slowly spiraling like why haven't you gone and gotten an allergy test what can he change it is it his cologne is it you know he's gonna start removing things from his life to try and protect you and i i think that could be its own problem yeah, I mean, I will tell you, as someone who has really shitty allergies, uh, knowing what you're allergic to doesn't stop them at all. Yeah, but it can help. Also, it depends what you're allergic to, I guess, right? Like, if it's something like, you know, spring, you're kind of fucked because spring yep. is everywhere. But if it's like, you know, dust, you can make sure your place isn't that dusty. Can you? You could try. Yeah, I, I think you know your partner better than anything. It is also three months I don't think there's any harm in sort of feeling it out a little longer, but at the same time, like you're right. This guy is already very concerned about you. He's making an effort to make your life better. I don't know which I honestly don't know. This is a really tough question. And I think it really comes down to uh, how well you guys trust or how much you trust each other for you to explain to him and be like, Hey, there like, I need, I'm going to tell you this, but I need you to, not use this against me in the future of being like, well, you sneezed when you were around Mark. What does that mean? Um, and really hold him to that. You know what I mean? It's like if the first time you sneeze around someone that's not him, he comes at you or gives you a, a weird look. You need to be like, hey, we talked about this. I sneeze. They're, they're two very different things. And I think you should know like when the appropriate time is. Yeah, I, maybe even like in a very smooth way, slip that into the 
explanation. Maybe like, oh, I was worried about telling you because like, obviously I sneeze for normal reasons too. And like, I was always worried that someone would like, you know, be a bit of a dick. And, you know, if I ever sneezed around someone, blah, 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 blah. Like you can lay it out that way in a way that's illustrating to him that you do still, you know, sneeze for normal reasons. But yeah, that is always a possibility. People, people are weird and jealous, especially when they're, when they're younger. So, and especially when there's something as, as noticeable as a sneeze, you know what I mean? It's like, it's one thing to catch someone giving like side eyes, you know what I mean? Like catching a glimpse of a booty when it walks past, but there's a difference if like when he was doing that, he also yelled horny. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm horny. Horny. (laughs) (laughs) And look, if you guys are going to police each other like that, just be like, cool. Every time a girl walks by, I'm going to need to like, take a look at the pants to see if there's any stiffening happening. If that's (laughs) Uh, no, don't do that. That sucks. Um, but yeah, I think you if you're going to tell him, you need to lay it out and make sure that he's on board with being like, you can't weaponize this against me. And if you do, I'm going to have a very, very short or very small amount of patience in which we can deal with the insecurity that you're facing. Mm-hmm. And then I'm done. Yeah. So you, you can't like go around your entire life not sneezing, especially if you have allergies like you don't have a choice. I wake up scaring the shit out of me and my girlfriend with random sneezes. So mm-hmm. like you don't get a choice on this. Yeah. So I would say tell them probably, but uh, you know, you gotta make sure you lay it out. And I think as importantly, if there is an issue, you need to come down on them hard on that first time they mention it and be like, Hey, we talked about this. You can't just kind of let it slide because then it will happen again. But if yeah. you really be like, Hey, we got to sit down and talk about this. Cause we had this discussion and I can't just go around not fucking sneezing. And then if he does it a second time, you know, this is probably not going to last anyway. That's know? the thing. Yeah. It like, again, it's, it's one of those things where whether you sneeze or not, if this person is that jealous, mm-hmm. it, it's not, it's going to manifest itself in some other way at some other time. So you're, you're learning something about this person, regardless of, of your tell. Yeah. If, if there's an issue, the issue isn't the sneezes. Yeah. It exactly. was there anyway. Right, uh, this comes from Reddit user, a boom, beast degrade him at bed. My husband yes. opened up last night. <laughs> My husband opened up last night and said he wanted me to degrade him. Tell him how small his dick is and tell him how bad he is at fucking. I feel awful doing this. Kind of took me out of the moment and made it hard for me to come. I was trying to think of things to say without being mean or hurting his feelings. I don't think he's asking too much of me. It's a pretty simple kink, but I have no idea how to go about it without being mean or saying things that might actually hurt him after the fact. Any advice? Talk to him. Lay out ground rules. You know, like it, it seems like he sprang it on you in the moment, which... I get it. Like, you definitely don't want to be like, oh, hell yeah. And then go full steam ahead and just like <laughs> say the worst shit to this person and crush them. But like, maybe tell him now, because I'm sure if you were awkward or hesitant or whatever, he probably picked up on it. So you could be like, hey, the thing you mentioned the other day, you know, if you really want to do it, I am down. However, I am very much aware of the fact that like, you know, there, there is an inherent danger to saying cruel things to your partner. And for my sake, as well as yours, I want to make sure, you know, what is and isn't on the table, maybe have a safe word that he can say in case a particular like path you're going down is offensive and also look into aftercare because I feel like that will definitely make you feel better and presumably him as well. Yeah, like that's it. Nail on the head. I I, I think we should also talk about don't spring your kinks on people mid sex. No. It's, it's really unfair. Like there's, there's no harm in sort of like, I don't want to say don't do it because like heat of the moment, if, if, even if it's something as simple as like being spanked, if you're mm-hmm. having sex and you say, you know, pull my hair or spank me. Cool. That's fine. It's cool that you're letting it out, but also don't expect immediate reactions from it because people like myself and it, you know, probably Niall as well, judging by our conversations when it comes to King, we want to set ground rules. I've had people tell me, be like i really like being slapped in the face and you know i when i was younger was like cool i can do that and they would tell me harder 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 and then i would eventually cross a line that they weren't comfortable with and they would get furious with me and that's such a unhealthy and unsafe way and dangerous for you know in more ways than one way to approach a king so if you're going to ask your partner to engage in a kink on your behalf you need to sort of bring it up on neutral ground or give them very, very clear guidance as to what you want, which it kind of seems like he did. He did give you some jumping off points. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it comes like stuff like this, presumably in the throes of passion, you don't need a whole lot of creativity. You know what I mean? Like repetition isn't always a bad thing, especially in like verbal domination and shit. 
Mm-hmm. You could have found a phrase that he liked and just kept fucking saying it in, you know, meter or meter tones. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think absolutely you need to sit down neutral ground and, and discuss what is on the table. Um, also ask him if there are videos that he watches when he masturbates. Cause I assume like it, it's pre- like the jerk off instruction and insult is, is a pretty common porn fetish and it's a pretty common porn genre. Um, so it's, there's, you know, you could guess that he probably is watching these things on his mm-hmm. own time. Yeah. If it's his kink, he's definitely exploring it at some point. So ask him to like show you a few of his favorite videos and this will one bring you together as a sexual couple. It will give you a little bit of guidance. It'll show you sort of like a master class of what he's looking for. Mm-hmm. If these are the people he's watching to come to. Um, so, you know, open up the, if you're willing to engage in this, go for it and, yeah. and, and be ready to you know do a little deep diving. Yeah. hundred percent. Like a little sexy homework. There's nothing wrong with that. Like if you're down and, he's just going to be waiting in excitement for the next time you guys do engage in anything. So it's, it's kind of a win-win there. Um, but I would definitely like, again, I feel like any conscientious lover is going to want to make sure they don't hurt or upset their partner, no matter what, you know what I mean? If it's making sure you don't spank them too hard or making sure, you know, you choke them properly and pull their hair a certain way and say the right things and not more specifically the wrong things. Um, and I think, you know, sure. If you want to pop something up in the throes of passion. Okay. But one, make sure it's a safe thing Two, make sure it's not a complex thing. And three, you have to then be fair if they don't get it right. Um, so if they fumble their lines and, and you feel a little let down because it wasn't as sexy as you wanted, it's not their fault. They were, you know, thrown in the deep end there. Um, if they slap you too lightly, you know, talk to them after. And like, that's when you can build on what you said, you know, but you should always try to be safe. You should always try to make sure your partner is comfortable on both sides of the occasion. So don't be shitty if they didn't read your mind, right? Give them another chance, communicate, build towards this kink together, and it'll be great. Another thing I want to talk about is you said it was hard for you to come while, you know, grappling with this. If this persists, that's okay. Um, this might not be your kink and, and quite sort of counterintuitive to your pleasure. You can have specific, you know, sexual encounters if you want to indulge in him in which it's just, you know, degradation play where you keep sex free of the degradation so that you can still, you know, achieve pleasure from it and have other times where you just, you know, uh, indulge his kink. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be a like all or nothing thing being like, well, this is what sex is now. Mm-hmm. It's, it especially shouldn't be if, if you're finding that this is, is taking you out of it. You know what I mean? Exactly. So don't like let it get to a point where like, yeah, like there's nothing wrong with saying that being like, Hey, I know you enjoy this for me. It kind of takes me out of the moment. So I'm more than happy to, to do this every now and then, but I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to do it all the time because if you're too worried that you're going to offend them or whatever at the start, and you guys get in a rhythm of doing this for, for a while, it's always harder to break away from that than it is to just set up a health pattern at the start. Yeah, because like I've I've been with women who really, really enjoy degradation play, and I'm kind of the same way, where it's like, it can be really hot in certain situations, but for the most part, I don't mind dirty talk, I don't mind dominance, like that's kind of uh, an, an area I default to and I'm very comfortable in, but to just straight up insult people and, and mistreat them verbally mm-hmm. isn't something I love to do on a regular basis or as on a personal level. Whereas again, I'm still very happy to accommodate people, but like I would, I would usually specify, be like, Hey, if you want to do this today, I'm in the mood to do it. But I made it very clear that being like, this isn't my wheelhouse and this isn't something I'm super comfortable with. And this isn't something I particularly like, enjoy yeah enjoy doing so it really does shift the focus of the 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 focus of pleasure on you and really puts me out which is Mm -hmm. again as a male i'm fine with taking a back seat every now and then considering how uneven the orgasm gap is in the world um i don't mind doing it especially for a partner i really i really like um but it's it's dangerous if you allow someone's kink that you might not be particularly interested in, but are willing to engage in become the focus of your sex life. It, yeah. to like take over. Yeah. 
Yeah. So by all means, like, you know, it's almost like going down on someone. It's like, that's them time. You know what I mean? You might enjoy it, but you're still not like necessarily getting like sexual release out of it. You know, maybe your turn comes after, but for that moment, it's about them and you can have their kink explored in that same way where it's like, this is your time. I'm going to make this great for you. And then, you know, either we do something for me after, or when we have sex next, we're not going to do that. Exactly. Um, I don't think there's any harm in, in being like, cool. Um, you know, if you're feeling a little, little frisky and feeling the, like, just take him into the room and like, just fuck, give it a verbal beat down. And like, <laughs> he's going to love it. You're, you're, you know, going to be great. It's like, there's no harm in having this be a separate thing that from sex, mm-hmm. if you're willing to do it. So good luck. I hope you have a great time. On top of that, I feel like, of course, you're going to be taken out of it in the moment because you're worried about upsetting your partner and that's not a sexy feeling. So it could be that when you get more comfortable with it, it won't be as big of a deal, you know, but you never know. But again, even if you get all this sorted out and you still don't enjoy it, you're never beholden to do anybody else's kink. So just remember that as well. This is by Fremdo. An ex sent me a $2 Venmo request for wasted time. So today, out of the blue, (laughs) I got a Venmo notification that my ex-girlfriend from eight years ago requested $2 for wasted time and included a cute animated sticker that said, thinking of you. I haven't talked to her since we broke up eight years ago. I don't have any ill feelings towards her, but I also live on the other side of the country and don't have any desire to talk to her. I don't want to be rude by declining the request or blocking her, but I don't want to just pay it either. Thoughts on the best way to handle this? (laughs) I would love to know what time of day this request came in at, because this sounds like a hanging out with your girlfriends and you've had a few too many drinks and you thought this was fucking hilarious. Yep. Uh, I also love how he has two options and it's like, I'm rude by declining or, or by uh, declining her or blocking her or I got to pay it. Yeah. Like there, there, you could also just message them. There are a lot of like other things in between there, but I do love that. They're the only two options they could come up with. I mean, but he's right though. At the end of the day, you either don't pay it or you pay it. Well, he was like, decline the request or block her yeah. or pay her. Where you could just like message her. You could talk is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Because I think like that doesn't specific- affect the Venmo request though, does it? Well, what I'm saying is you don't have to physically decline it, right? But then it's there always. That one exactly. notification sitting, waiting, reminding you of that $2 worth of wasted time eight years ago. Also, <laughs> does it say how old he is? It does not say. I would love if he is like... 40 <laughs> no or like if this was like a 12 year old girl you know what i mean like if they were in fucking elementary school and this is <laughs> and she was like you know what we were so young it wasn't that big of a deal mm-hmm. and that's why it's only two dollars like if they were in their 20s when they dated and it's only two dollars i'd be a little suspect i would i would maybe wonder how much she she values her time <laughs> <laughs> well you know what like that's actually a good point because if it was like a high school or like childhood like romance this could actually be cute. Like $2, ha ha ha, you know, little nudge, thinking of you. The waste of time is still a little harsh, but <laughs> you'll have time to waste. You're fucking eight. But yeah, you're right. It's an adult thing. It, see, it's funny because it could be really shitty. This could just be like, I'm reaching out to needle you for no reason. It could be, I'm trying to initiate contact to like, maybe, you know, re-engage. But I'm doing it awkwardly. Yeah. It's probably what you said where, uh, you know, they were just drunk with friends. Apparently, it's part of some online drinking game thing that went around a while ago. I don't know if that was about the time of this because I feel like it was like a year or two ago, but maybe they had a copy of it or something. Now, here's my like, can you counter offer Mm -hmm. for her to pay you for your wasted time in which you value at a higher rate? Yeah, 100 percent. That's exactly what I would say. I, I say pay the $2 because it's $2 and then counter offer and just be like, I'm actually impressed that you uh, are surprised you value your time so cheaply and then throw down a hundo. Yeah, I would. Here's what I would do. I would decline, send mm-hmm. her one for ten, $8 and mm-hmm. say it was 10, but I'm deducting the $2 mm-hmm. from the one I owe you. So please pay me $8 for wasted time i'm p.s i'm sorry that you value your toes time so little <laughs> i like that because if it's a needle you've needled them right back if it's a cute awkward come on you've cutely awkwardly come back onto them and 
yeah, there's there's no downsides for me. Yeah, I, I think it's like it could be played either way. If like if she is sending this maliciously, it's going to piss her off so fucking much. Mm-hmm. If she did it playfully, I think that's a I think that's a very, very sarcastic way to come back without having to fucking pay <laughs> someone you haven't talked to in eight years. Yeah, 100 um, percent. You're also not declining to pay while also not paying. Like, yeah. Yeah, technically you've you've paid her back. It's just coming yeah. out of the ten dollars she owes you. Yeah, she has to pay you to be paid back, which is it's just a great way to do things. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's like they have no leg to stand on if they get upset. So best case scenario, they they're in your shoes. Then we see another question, we'll answer it next week. Or you get eight bucks. Or you get eight bucks, yeah. That's a beer. <laughs> a dollar for every year. You guys haven't spoke. Yeah, there you go. So, Fremdo, you know what to do. Return fire. I also like $8 is a reasonable amount. Yeah. I was going to say 100 but no one's going to pay that. $8 no. is possible. And, like, again, you can get beer with that. And you can't again, do shit with $2. If it is, like, a drunken thing, she might pay you out of just guilt or embarrassment. <laughs> That's true. Um, this comes from Reddit user Pootie Tang. Could my mom bod kink be unhealthy? Just looking for some general info, since I don't want to be that guy that would only hook up or date a woman because I have a kink or she fuels my fetish. My fetish for women with mom bods, that is. Not needed to be a mom to have one, though. The mom bod, which I find really attractive, consists of things I like on a woman. Cellulite stretch marks, sag here and there, chubby tummy, thick thighs, love handles, hips. All of which drive me wild. Though I'm asking since bigger curvier women on the plus size nature usually have one or more of those. So would it be wrong to be with a woman of that type just because I have a kink for a mom bod? Now is it a kink or is it just what you're into? Yeah, you have to draw the line between a personal preference and body type, which we all have. No one's on here being like, oh, you know, I like people who are fit, like, or, you know, I like a toned stomach, like, oh, it's a kink. Am I weird? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's a preference and no one would blink an eye at that. So it's like, why would we blink an eye at this? Yeah, if you have a preferred body type, if you find a certain type of person attractive, that's fine. The dangers of that is if it leads into what you kind of talked about is fetishization. Mm -hmm. If you don't see the person and only the qualities of that person, the physical qualities of that person, then you're in trouble. Yes. If you don't like rate them as people and only rate them as these, you know, accumulated body parts that, you know, make you sneeze. Yeah, you're doing something wrong. But if you're just like, oh, shit, that person's attractive. And like we all do, go up, talk to them. And one thing leads to another. Nothing wrong with that. Literally everyone has a type. And like I said before, some people's type is a lot more specific. Some people's type is a lot broader. Like if you look at the women I've dated, you could say that I have a very specific type. But if you look at the women I've, you know, slept with, it's a fucking wide net. Because I like I don't really have a very specific body type that I find attractive over another. For both of mine, it's very varied. If someone notices you only date blondes... Again, as long as you're not dating someone because they're blonde, Mm -hmm. if you're dating people who are blonde because that's sort of just the initial attraction you have to people and then you get to know them and you like them. If you hate the person, but you're only dating them because they're a hot blonde girl, then you're in trouble. I think that's when it becomes problematic and detrimental to both of you. Mm -hmm. But fuck it. If you have a preference, a body type preference... Who cares? And this just goes to show, I also want to be like, anyone who's like, oh, I'm I'm too overweight, no one likes my body type, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, there's someone who likes everyone. Oh, yeah. There's, like, there's that, someone who's into you. Don't worry. We don't even, like, this isn't even the rare example of that. You know what I mean? Like, there's, you can see it everywhere. And we, you know, just because we were mentioning it about the, uh, the catfishing thing the other day. So, 100%, don't do that to yourself. Be honest about yourself and you will find people who are into you. And hopefully this person isn't just fetishizing people. But, you know, it, as Dane said, If you're not just looking at the body parts and fucking throwing everything else out the window, it's fine. Treat people like people and who cares if, if someone, if you find them attractive, you find them attractive, just make sure it is for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. Fuck. I'll just do this one. This is by remarkable ad two, eight, eight, six, my 28, 25 year old female boyfriend, 25 year old female. I assume male uh, said something super weird while we were doing the dirty and I cannot get it off my mind. What can I do to get it off my mind? So some context before. On this day, we were boiling some beans and he was in a work meeting and forgot to check in on them and only found out after the water had boiled away and the beans were burning. Now fast forward to the night. Things are getting heated up in the bed. He's whispering dirty things in my ear. (laughs) We're getting ready to do the deed. Clothes start coming off. Hands start roaming around. He's still whispering dirty things and then suddenly he whispers, 
I burnt the beans. Very seductively in my ear in the middle of all of this. I know, it sounds absolutely comical, but this guy is known for such shenanigans. My first reaction was like, wait, what? And then he repeated it. I burnt the beans. And we both started laughing our heads off. Yes, this guy is my boyfriend. But now I can't seem to get it off my mind. Every time things get heated, I keep thinking of the smell of the burned beans and him whispering it in my ear. I can't help but laugh and lose focus on the sexy times. What do you think I could do to move forward from this? Damn. He just Pavloved himself out of sex. Yeah. Man, beans really are a centric problem for people, huh? Real yeah. Dating, a real dating conundrum. Is beans like a street slang for some drug we're not cool enough to know? Maybe is it an emoji I don't realize, which is why I'd get kicked out of the circle? Maybe. <laughs> um, this is tough because I, as someone who has laughing triggers. Like that song from Monday. Yes, exactly. Yeah, there was. we were listening to a song. I don't even remember what it was. It, oh, it was... It was a song from Undertale, but performed by someone who... <laughs> Grunting and moaning, I guess? <laughs> and just like freaking the fuck out. Anyway, it it broke me. And for the next couple days, if I thought about it, like even now I'm, I'm trying to keep it under, under wraps. And thankfully I can't picture it in my head right now because we're talking. Mm-hmm. There was also a video of a kid in like one of those oh. head braces. Yeah, that I was actually like, going to s- start mentioning that. Um, who and he's like, it's it's actually like good for uh, spinal rehabilitation or something like that. And you essentially like strap your head in there and you dangle from it and like wiggle around. And this kid was just going fucking buck wild. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's one of the funniest fucking videos I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I think like the thing that got me and I <laughs> fuck me. I just. <laughs> <laughs> But see what I mean? It's like I just I'm just describing a video that makes me laugh and I'm <laughs> There's a video that I don't know whether it's as funny as it actually is or whether it was just like peak pandemic hysteria, but like it's of a guy walking his dog on this like path and there's like really like th- like long grass on either side of the path and there's a snake and they like see the snake going across the path and they're like, "Oh, like Rex, don't come back like to the dog." And the German shepherd turns around, runs back, and they're like, no, 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 no. And the dog picks up the snake and just like shakes his head and yeets the snake like so fucking far into the <laughs> distance. And I like I cried, like I bawled crying until I was in pain. Like my stomach, my ribs, my face, my mouth, like everything hurt from just like being tense. It like I, I laughed for probably half an hour, and I'm too scared to look up the video again because I don't know if it'll happen again. I know we need to. Post I don't know if videos. I want it to happen. We'll post these videos on social media so you know what the fuck we're talking about, mm-hmm. and maybe you guys can hit us with yours. Anyway, back to the question at hand. I think what you need to do is what I used to do on set when we were cracking up on a joke: is you just have to repeat it back and forth. It's almost like a Meisner technique in which you guys just say it until it. One, the words mean nothing to each other, and it's not funny anymore because, like, you've told the joke over and over again. Um, I think that is kind of, I think you had to sit down your boyfriend and be like, look, the beans thing has broken me, and we need to fix it. And the only way to do that is for us to talk about the beans ad nauseum until the words, I burnt the beans, no longer have any sort of semblance of meaning. But first, maybe some revenge. Maybe get custom printed lingerie. With I burnt the beans printed somewhere and then just like bring him into the bedroom, slowly strip for him and boom, you yeah. unveil your burnt the beans lingerie, which we are actually going to sell in our store online. So don't steal that idea. You can buy them off us. Uh, you could also really commit. Just get a tattoo of it. Ooh. Now is it going high or low? It's a whole thing on the boobs. I burnt right above in the, you know, like the right above the pubic region, the, Mm -hmm. and then on the ass, B-E-A-N-S, across the ass. I like how you had to spell out beans there. What other way were we going to spell it? For some reason, I forgot it was beans and not bean. And I was going to say B-E on one cheek. But then I was, other, yeah. yeah, but I was just too, I was too far gone at that point. Well, if we're doing all the sexual organs, you do B-E on one cheek, A-N on the other, and then S on the erectile tissue in your nose. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to like pull open a nostril to show them there's nothing sexier. <laughs> yeah, I think Dane, Dane's plan could work. But also like just general advice, guys, you got to be careful when you're pulling out some beans in the kitchen. They're powerful. You know what I mean? They could overwhelm your sex life as we've seen time and time again. 
I make sure that if I'm going to have beans, uh, my girlfriend is nowhere near. Uh, I One, I make sure that I've bought the beans, that they're mm-hmm. my personal beans out of my personal funds. Yeah. Two, I make sure she's not around so in case there's a bean cooking incident in which mm-hmm. I burn them or I do mean, something terrible to them. Just ruin sex forever. And three, for the bean aftermath in which the toots come out. Bean aftermath would be a good band name. Hell yeah, man. It's my metal band. <laughs> Uh, I think we solved that one. Are we going quick today or? We are going quick. Let's fucking keep going. All right. This comes from Reddit user Tom Batten, 17. How to ask out a girl when you don't know if she's interested. This is a, this is a question we get a lot. Mm-hmm. And this is a question I've brought more than once. But I feel like every like 30 episodes, we should answer it because so many people have this problem. This girl from university added me on Facebook randomly. When oh, we were shit. In my class. Gotta just go for it. Okay. No. There it is. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I'd spoken to her maybe once or twice in the main class at uni and thought she was pretty cute. Disclaimer, Australia doesn't have COVID restrictions anymore and we're able to have classes at uni. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, good job. Cool, cool fucking flex, dude. <laughs> anyway, we've been talking for a few days now and she seems great. How do I ask her out or even ask if she's interested in me? The university class is over and I'll never get to see her again. But I can always ask her out on Facebook. So if you've been talking on Facebook and you guys don't really know each other and she added you out of nowhere, these are all good signs, right? I don't think there's any harm asking her out, maybe not specifically as a date, but even then, once you're not a dick about it or a dick after the fact, it's not really a big deal. So for me, I would just be like, oh, you know, it's a pity, blah, 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 is over. Are you still like, I don't know if she fucking flies off somewhere else uh, or if she's still in the city or whatever the fuck happens in Australia. Um, So just be like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Well, okay, so in... In Ireland, it's pretty standard that, like, if you go to university, you you live near enough. Unless you're from the country, in which case you'll go back to the country. You know what I mean? Like, most people in Dublin go to university in Dublin. Like, there's not really the same kind of, like, moving out, getting your own placeness as there is over here. Where it's like, the fucking city empties after university's over because half the foreign students are gone. Other people, like, you know, like, there's, you can literally see a rise and fall in the, uh, like condo market in the fucking city because people leave and come back. And it's like sublets even just for the summer are like wildly abundant, you know, like, so there's that kind of culture. So I don't know if Australia is the same where it's like, there's a decent chance that she's fucked off back to like Melbourne. So if she's still around, just be like, you're fucking like, Oh, it's a pity. We never get to meet up for a drink during the year. Like we should rectify that easy. If she wants to meet up for a drink, Go have a drink. And like, if she's like, yeah, cool. I'll get my friends. You get your friends. That could be a, like a negative thing. Or it could just be a, she doesn't want to be alone with you, which is fair because, you know, have you met the world and just see where that goes. And if it goes well, like hopefully you'll get some vibes throughout the meeting. You can always just be like, oh, let's do it again. And trust your gut. And at one point, maybe like go in for the kiss if it's, if it's working right. Or, or at the end, just be like, oh, this is really cool. Like, I like seeing you. I wouldn't mind doing it again. That's like, if she's meeting up with you. That's also a good sign. But at some point you got to, you know, unfortunately I can, I can only give you hypotheticals because the real way to figure it out is in the moment when you're there, how things are going. Yeah. Also, it depends on like, if you guys didn't talk, if you only were like, oh, hey, that, that girl's cute. Then like, it doesn't sound like you guys are friends. It just sounds that like, this is a girl you're interested in asking out on a date. Mm-hmm. So really there's no, it's not like you're losing. It's not like this is your best friend of 12 years in which you just realize you have feelings for. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. There's there's no downside here, really. Well, again, once you're not a dick. Yeah, exactly. It's a woman you might have talked to like what two or three times in person, and now has randomly added you on Facebook, and you guys have been chatting. It's this is the prime situation to ask someone out on a date because if she's like no, and you don't have any interest in being friends with her, and you just wanted to date her, then it's like cool. I would say don't fucking be a weirdo. Don't be a fucking asshole. If she does say no. And that means that you don't have any interest in, you know, following up on a relationship with her. Just peter off your conversations every now and then. But like, mm-hmm. there's there's no harm in asking, there's like literally zero risk in asking her out right now. You said you're never going to see her again. Mm-hmm. So even if she's like, ew, I can't believe you'd want to ask me on a date. It's like, sure, your feelings might get hurt, but like, I don't have to face that again. See, that's another thing. It's like, once you're not really fucking creepy, you know what I mean? Once you don't send her like a video of you just like, rolling your dick back and forth in your hand and that's your <laughs> that's how you ask her out you know what i mean like if you're like hey uh like you're really cool i do you want to go like grab a drink with me sometime if she's like ew like then fuck that it doesn't matter like don't even get offended if she's that shitty yeah. you know what i mean and again like not that 
she should like you. But I mean, if she responds with ew, like that's being shitty. You know what I mean? But if she just says no, like, fuck it. Again, like she's not going to go tell her friends you're a big weirdo if you're not a big weirdo. She's not going to say you're a creep if you're not a creep. It's just going to be like, oh, sorry. And she's probably going to feel quite nice about herself. And if you're cool, you'll feel fine about yourself afterwards. And it either means you don't have to waste your time by like hoping this conversation goes somewhere. Or if you do want to be this person's friend, then these thoughts will be put away, out of the way. You can just actually get on with being her friend. It's Mm -hmm. all win once you're not a dick. And do not get pissed off if she says no. Don't be a dick. Yeah. So basically, don't be a dick and you're fine. Ask her out. If you want to ask her out, do it. Because <laughs> what? Literally nothing to lose. Yeah. So speaking of rejections or possible rejections, this is a question by Swordance X. What are the worst in real life rejections slash blowouts you've experienced? Here are some of the ones etched in my memory. During a girl, a run was opposite me. I told her hi. She screamed, go fuck yourself in Russian and continued running. In my neighborhood bar, a girl told me I looked like a cancer patient. I bawled and lost over 130 pounds. I was shook, but half an hour later, when she saw I knew most of the bar staff and regulars, she came up and said she lived above the bar. I laughed and ignored her. And finally, visiting friends in Russia, I went to a bar where I hit a girl dancing. We danced together when a drunk, massive guy stood next to us and asked if she knew him. Said it's her husband. Luckily, he was too drunk to understand what's going on. So I went back to my friends with my face intact. Blah, blah, blah. Basically, he's asking, what are your worst in-person rejection slash blowouts you've ever experienced? I would say just expanding it. Because like I feel like a lot of people are are scared to be rejected, which is where a lot of the like angst comes from. But it's like... What are your worst? I mean, this is going to sound like a weird flex. I don't think I have like a really bad one. That's part of why I've had this question for the last three weeks. And part of why I didn't bring it in was because I felt weird also saying that. But like, I then realized it's probably a really good thing to get that out of the way because like people are so scared of rejection and it's never fun, but like it's never or usually never more than like, oh shit, that sucks. You know, like no one... No one's turning around being like, this fucking asshole or like, you know, this creep. I'm going to tell all my friends. It's like there isn't really this kind of like worst case scenario that sometimes you might imagine. It's usually pretty low key. Yeah, I'm trying to think like, no, like just a a very polite no thanks or you know what I mean? Like I and like any time that a rejection has gotten fucking weird, it's always been on like, like I've told the story of I once asked out. Uh, a woman and she was like oh i just got out of a relationship no thanks and i was like oh, okay cool and then like out of nowhere she texted me being like what are you up to and i was like ah nothing and she's like cool i'm on my way to a date and i was like okay <laughs> um and then she got very upset at me for like i think i jokingly just said it's like oh you're trying to make me jealous and she like lost her mind and sent me like pages of fucking texts about how you know i was a terrible person mm-hmm. um and it's like i guess that might have been my worst rejection but at the same time it's like i'd already been rejected that wasn't really the rejection yeah you know what i mean like when she said you know oh sorry I, i'm out of a relationship i'm not really looking to date it's like that was the rejection and that is fine that's a completely normal thing to say to someone yeah i think my worst one was worst in terms of like weirdness and i think i was actually talking to you about this like a week or two ago where i'd hooked up with a girl in a bar And then she messaged me like a week later and was like, you know, oh, it's a pity we couldn't, you know, do more because like I was on my period and I was like, yeah, well, you know, I'm always down. And she was like, oh, I can't, though. You look exactly like my brother. That was it. And then she sent me a picture of her tits. It was really weird. So like worst in terms of like bizarreness and like general life, but like it wasn't bad. You know what I mean? So I just kind of want to get that out there. It's like in this situation that we just talked about with the the Facebook message, like unless you're creepy, there is no kind of like worst case there. Yeah. And it's like, look, maybe someone's going to be shitty. Mm-hmm. Sure. It, it's a possibility, but like that's not a reflection on you as long as you're not being shitty first. Mm-hmm. If someone reacts poorly, then it's like, okay, they have some issues. They're not a nice person that has nothing to do with you. Move on. Yeah. And I know that's easier said than done, but it's, it, it's, it needs to be in a mindset of being like, I'm approaching this honestly and genuinely and respectfully. And that's really all you can do when you're asking someone out. And Mm -hmm. if someone doesn't return those qualities back to you, then that's on them and not you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. Hey, you ready for some uh, tinders? Yes. So every week uh, at the end of the episode, me and Dane kind of curate a little selection of uh, tinders. We either find in the wild, get sent into us or of our wonderful listeners themselves in an effort to, you know, see what's going for them, what's going right, what's going wrong, 
you know, provide you some guidance and mostly tell you just what not to do. So this is going to be Agent Robot. Uh, the center's in. It is a, a male. And they say, currently on here in an open relationship, not looking for a third. Warning, I'm a fucking dork. I'm a total nerd who loves beer, D&D, music, football, and dogs. Basically waiting for the eventual dad bod to set in. All right. I would say my big thing on that would be, get rid of the word warning. Mm-hmm. Right. Warnings aren't a good thing. And if I were if I ever scroll and I'm just like not really paying, if I'm absentmindedly swiping and I see the word warning, that's going to be a red flag for me just right off the bat, regardless of what follows it, even if it's a joke. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you could find a better word, a disclaimer or even just being like, "Hmm, I don't know. I like I'm trying to think of a word that like doesn't immediately give me the heebie-jeebies because anytime anyone says like anyone saying like, oh, disclaimer, I'm usually like, oh, this is going to suck. Mm-hmm. Because it's like a, you know, you're putting a stipulation on shit, despite the fact that you're literally just describing yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, the funny thing is, I think we could just do without that line entirely. Yeah. Because immediately below it says, I'm a total nerd. You yeah. know, so you're saying it twice, which I think could be lending too much importance to it. And also, I do kind of understand where Dane's coming from on the warning thing. Aside from that, what I love about this is that at the top, we have, you know, what you're looking for, where you're at, you know, relationship wise. Very clearly stated. Mm-hmm. That's great. And then it lays out what you like. Beer, D&D, music, football, dogs. And then there's a bit of humor with the dad bot at the end. I These are all good things for me. Yeah. In terms of constructing a, a Tinder profile, it's got to be short and sweet, which it is. It's got, you've got to sort of like give a, an idea of what your headspace is in terms of your like dating mentality. You fucking do it. And then you got to give a little information about yourself. Great. Perfect. Yeah. I the, Really, the only thing I'd say is get rid of the warning disclaimer, any of that, because like that usually... Nine times out of 10 is followed up with like, must be, you know, six foot or higher or, you know what I mean? Like there's usually that sort of bullshit. And also don't give people a warning about who you are. Like own it. You're a fucking nerd. That's fine. It makes it seem like it's a bad thing. I'd be really interested to know if women have the same aversion to the like warning thing, because I don't know if it shows up in as many like male profiles in the way that we're kind of like complaining about it. Right. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, uh, overall, I think this is like a nine, nine out of ten. I mean, yeah, fix, get rid of that fucking one line and, and you got a you got solid profile, my dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you seem fun, you're approachable, You they know what you like, you're funny, you're open and honest, I dig it. I What I really like, and I, I, I think it's really important uh, for people who are poly or in open relationships is clarifying that you're not looking for a third. Because I mm-hmm. think a lot of people uh, approach people in open relationships or people who are in polyamorous relationships with an air of uncertainty or an air of like, Oh, this is like, this is going to quickly devolve into being like, want to join us when it's not always like that. So I think that's an important distinction to make. Yeah. That is actually, again, just like that openness in the first bit, like gets out what you're doing. I love it. Okay. This is Enla. I was born in Canada, but grew up in Hong Kong. Recently I moved back to Canada. I will live here for a long time. I hope to meet some polite people, not hooligans. I'm just looking for a serious relationship. If you are not sincere, please don't slide right. Hobbies, music, movies, guitar, photography, travel. I hope I can find someone who will spend my life with me. I'm not, did we do this one before? Or is there a real problem with Toronto hooligans? I, it's like, it's so close to the other one, but not enough, which either makes me believe that one, yes, Toronto hooligans are a major issue. Or two, it's a bot that's just like recycling the same kind of like general shit. I really don't know, but like I'm giving it a one out of ten because I'm a hooligan and I don't like being called out like this. Yeah, as a, as a Toronto hooligan, fucking step up. Maybe we don't want you here for a long time. That sounds xenophobic. That, I'm sorry. I was like, least, no, no. <laughs> you could stay as long as you want. We're happy to have you. I do love that they're like, I will live here for a long time. It just seems like a really strange thing to say. Yeah, I mean, great. Canada's a great place to be. So we're glad to have you. I'm sure. As you're someone right. who's been here for a long time, I would never say that. But okay. Yeah, maybe you could tell us what it's like to steal all our tax dollars as an <laughs> Irish immigrant, Nile. Well, you just man up and go back to work, Dane. <laughs> no one is going to understand what we're talking about there. Nope, not at all. Uh, yeah, it's pretty bland for me. It's getting a six. Yeah, it means nothing. I'm going to give it a five because I don't care one way or the other. Uh, this is Aliyah. Hi, I'm looking for a date char. Don't know what that means. Who have date a vid- char. C-H-A-R. Like C- okay, cool. So it's a date character? And there's also a like laughing like, like with like the teardrop coming from their forehead emoji like right fish. after that. 
Oh, they sh- oh shit! They want to date a fish. Yeah, they're on. They should have gone on plenty of fish. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> got him. Hey, hi. I'm looking for a date jar who have a vision, good sense, humor, and a purpose in his life. Also, if he used floss, we can even get married. Joking apart, I'm looking for someone to talk who is rational. Life is a long-term project, and everything is possible. It is related to create an opportunity just for the right time. Being kind and open mind, having a good sense of humor, brackets turn me on, or essential than having muscles. ESTJA. I'm not going to lie, this also sounds like an AI. It does, but the fact that they put their like personality type at the end makes it seem like not an AI, unless they're still learning, which they probably are. I mean, I don't know anything about personality types, and that sounded made up. I've so, never like, heard that combination of letters. Yeah, and maybe it's not even one. Maybe it's just meant to look like one. That would be the funniest. <laughs> yeah, I... That would be the most AI power move. It's like these dumb yeah. fucking humans. They don't even give a shit. Uh, no, it is totally one. It, they are assertive and very, they're logical, take charge kind of people. Well, yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're fucking logical because you well, sound like a computing device. Yeah. <laughs> the floss is kind of funny. I guess. I'm going to give it a six as well. Yeah. It's got a little bit more pizzazz than the other one. So yeah, I'll give it a six. Uh, the other two are just brief, like snippets i think from hinge you know where it's like we'll get along if yeah yeah you know so this is rachel we'll get along if you're fond of your childhood and you feel lucky to have had the parents you did huh that's a pretty triggering thing to say right that's because like it's a weird power move it's like your value to me is based on whether your parents weren't shit yeah it has nothing like uh, someone's childhood i, I mean uh, just the, the sheer number of things that kids could potentially have gone through like or people have gone through as children whether mm. it's the death of a parent abuse you know fucking injury trauma like there's so many things that people could have persevered through and to have that thrown in your face so flippantly and so like pointlessly yeah it seems like such a weird arbitrary and like cruel thing it's like okay fuck me if like you know because i know a lot of people who've grown up uh, through rough times and like I would say it's made them all very, very good people because they of dealt course. with shit and developed and overcame. And, you know, I, I think most of the people I know who've been through horrible things are some of the best people I know, you know, in spite of that, which I think is incredible. So to be like, hey, fuck you because of things that are largely outside of your control is is wild and very ignorant to me. It's funny because it's such a brief snippet, but I hate it. Yeah. I mean, like the only thing I can think of is like, they're trying to say that like they're thankful for their family. And there's mm-hmm. just a, a way better way to phrase it where it's not accusatory of people's potential trauma. Um, so uh, yeah, I I'm giving that a zero. You need to work on your fucking worldview and understand that there is, there are spectrums out there that do not involve, you know, your cozy world. I'm glad you've had a great childhood. I'm glad you have amazing parents. I am one of the few people out there who can say I had the same. You know what I mean? It's like I had a very, very easy childhood despite, you know, the the hardships that I did have. But I know in comparison to some of the other things that even people that I love dearly have gone through. I was like, I I had a fucking cakewalk. But that's not that's not going to color how I treat other people. You know what I mean? Like that's it's. I don't know. It's fucking weird. It's weird to be like, I can only, I will only engage with and respect people who have had the same fucking, you know, cakewalk life. Yeah. It's, it's tone deaf and you know, like it's, it's a big faux pas at best. And it's you being a shitty person at worst, like a very shitty person. It's a zero. Yeah, it just screams. Yeah. It Ignorance. screams privilege. And, yeah. and I don't, I don't want it. Get out of here. It's zero for me as well. And lastly, we have naturalness. The way to win me over is being adequately attentive, affectionate, brackets, verbally and physically, and prioritizing me, brackets, very independent, but I need to know that I'm special to you. I'm not going to lie to you, naturalness. Doesn't sound like you're very independent if you need constant reassurance. Yeah. Also, I've realized reading this that calling yourself independent is itself a red flag for me, because I feel like you usually don't have to say that if you are. Yeah, it's it's along the lines of people saying they're unique. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, you you aren't the person who gets to decide that. I am attractive, Dane. Yeah. I am funny. So, uh, yeah, again, I don't hate this nearly as much. I think your your mindset in terms of like what dependency is might be skewed. I think you're might not be as independent as you think you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's any harm in saying that like I value 
you know, physical effect or verbal and physical affection. I don't think there's any harm in that. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't necessarily think it's the right place to put it on your dating profile because it makes no matter how accurate or nonchalant you try to make it, it's always going to come across as needy. Yeah, it comes across not only needy, but then self-conscious about how needy you are. So, like, you're you're coming across in a lot of negative ways to me, you know what I mean? Because, like, if you want to just be like, hey, prioritize me. That's cool. It's it's needy, but whatever. But you're like, prioritize me. I'm very independent also. But, like, you know, it's it's weirdly defensive. It's strange to ask to be prioritized by someone you haven't met yet. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm a very brand new person in your life, but I need to be at the, you know, the top of your list. Because, one, it's like, I don't like being told. Like, me personally, I don't like being told what to do. Mm-hmm. And someone telling me that they need to be important in my life, fuck, it sucks. I hate that. Uh, I've changed my mind. This this does upset me, and I'm giving it a three. Yeah, I was thinking three as well. All right, and that's it. Let's just get out of here. We done did it. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Sorry, hold on. Let me, uh, circle message. Thank you all <laughs> for spending time with us today. It means the world, uh, world emoji, to me and Niall that you are here. Hashtag FBudsFam. Uh, smiling emoji, heart emoji, send. Circle message. I totally agree. Uh, vagina emoji, send. Ah, oh, fuck. God damn it. We got to start all over again. Uh, Who keeps you guys, giving him the power? Uh, I won Joker this week. You guys oh, are the best. Really? Thank you for coming back week after week, day after day, episode after episode. We love you. We do love you. Um, I, I you do really a- mean that. I know that sounded weirdly not true. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to... Anyway, I do love you guys. Um, if you would like to send us a message, uh, whether you're asking a question or just saying hello, uh, we, we'd love to hear from you. Head on over to fbuddiespodcast.com, swing on over to the contact page, um, and shoot us a message. You can assign yourself an agent name. Um, if you want to send us your Tinder profile, uh, you can find any of our social medias on the site as well. Um, that's probably the best way to send us an image. Uh, or you can also just email us at fbuddiespodcast at gmail.com. Oh yeah, or plentyofbeef.ca. We would like to thank Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for their song Paper Stars. Now, are you ready for your sex writing this week? Mm, probably not, but hit me anyway. Okay, so this is going to be a series of uh, excerpts from a, a self-published novel, which we should have done. It's an erotic novel, which we have partially written. We're going to wait till <laughs> next Christmas, I guess, because we were yeah. too late for our own shit. Uh, no one was going to read an erotic Christmas novel in February. So who knows? But anyway... In the meantime, this is what we could have done, Dane. Alexa felt a rush of excitement every time she picked up the corona sample, like a pulsating, erect penis, desperate to unleash its devastation on anyone who touched it. Even the sound of the virus made her ovaries clash together like cymbals. She tore open the box of samples and began running them on the samplometer. Each sample came up positive, (laughs) and each matched up with the results they had previously obtained from the other samples they had sampled. Or should I ask, what are you? He nodded, his bustling neck muscles contorting. Are you the virus? Yes, he said. Your coronavirus? COVID-19? Yes. What happened to Dr. Gertley Chund? I consumed him. The virus opened his hand and Alexa nestled her cheek into it. It was like laying on a warm, welcoming pillow. Soft and strong. Dreamy and happy. Some other nice things she couldn't even describe. I'm sorry, Dr. Gertley Chund, she whispered. He's gone, said the virus. I'm here now. What's your name? She asked. Call me COVID, he said. Alexa edged back, pushing back until her back pushed back against the wall. (laughs) His tongue, so soft and hot, like a chunk of microwave fish, sloshed around inside her mouth. And he spun her over, clamping his hands down on her ass, spreading her cheeks wide so he could thrust his warbling member deep into her pocket of ecstasy. (laughs) A firm hand cracked against her ass, and COVID grunted like a thunderclap. He filled her with love lotion, which oozed out instantly and spread right across the floor. She had listened to her heart, and vagina, and allowed herself to succumb to COVID's charm. She ignored what her head had said, the dread, and instead, she had embraced love. She looked up at him. His eyes were striking, like a goat's, but without the sideways pupils. (laughs) Oh boy, is this Chuck Dingle? No, it's uh, MJ Edwards, and on Amazon, in the description, it says, it's a steamy tale about forbidden love and dark desires come to life, but also, this is MJ Edwards' debut book, and is her attempt to try paying the bills following her job loss. Damn. Well, you know what, MJ Edwards, I hope you're I hope you're making some money off this because I I enjoyed the samples sample sampleometer or whatever it was. <laughs> sampleometer? It sounds like it's a good fun time. So, you know, MJ Edwards, I hope you're doing all right. 
Um, thank you very much for listening. My name is Dane Miller. And I'm Niall Spain. We've been your fuck buddies. Hashtag heart emoji. <laughs> which, which color? All of them.